From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Nucor Steel Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Friday is World Backup Day, so today we'll talk about backing up your data on your tech devices. What's the best way to back up photos, videos, files, and other similar things? Would an external drive help? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org if you have any questions about backing up your devices. We'll be back right after the news. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio today with Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Friday is World Backup Day. It's just a couple days away. So today, we're going to talk about backing up your data. What's the best way to back up photos, videos, files, other similar things? And we'll talk about an external drive. Would that help? A thumb drive. We'll talk about those things that you can save files on. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have questions about backing up your data, or if you want to let us know if you have the answers already. Some suggestions you'd like to make about backing up data or managing your files and photos and things like that, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Additionally, if you have any general questions about your tech devices, doesn't have to be ba- about backing things up. If you just want to call, maybe you're having some kind of issue, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Wilson Jeremy. See, you guys are wearing blue. I didn't get the memo. That's okay. <laughs> Send the blue memo out. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Wilts is on the blue mic, so you're just all blue down I'm here. I'm blued yeah. out. Am I blue? Uh, yeah. Say no. Don't sing, Wilts. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you just got back from uh, like a tech conference in California, right? How was that? We did. It was uh, pretty cool. We were out there in San Jose. A lot of people know the area is Silicon Valley, basically the uh, the the nerd haven of the world, <laughs> and uh, it was a Cisco event. So we were talking a lot of networking. Um, a lot of conversation about video conferencing. I think uh, video is really, people are kind of realizing, hey, you can save a little bit of those airline trips just by jumping in front of a webcam. So there was a really a lot mm. of push into some of that. It was some cool stuff. So, um, I yeah. see people are using uh, those video conferences for the news. I see a lot of that on CNN. People connect via Skype, and they may be in their bedroom and on yeah. CNN, like a, a legitimate, they're on legitimate news sources, and they can be broadcasting from their bedroom. So that, that video streaming thing is, is really cool. Yeah, definitely. One thing to think about if you're broadcasting from your bedroom or a different room in your house, think about what's behind you. Yeah, did you see yeah. that? Was it a BBC interview where the, those children came in, where the guy was doing the interview? I loved yeah. it. Yeah, oh, it was, was so cute. It was such a real yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, the ones I see, you know, the unmade bed behind or something like that. So, yeah, it was kind of neat. They even used it to the extent um, in some of their areas they had no receptionist at their desk. It was a video receptionist. There was a receptionist somewhere, and it mm-hmm. would change about every two hours. 
but it was a large video wall and you would walk on up and they would talk to you, look you in the eye and they could see you just fine. But this one receptionist could actually serve multiple locations. So it was it was a little weird. That Um, sounds exhausting. It, it, it sounded like it would be, but it yeah. was really interesting because there was one guy throughout the day that would come on there, and he had really, really cool bow ties. Uh-huh. He would just keep on switching his bow tie. Uh-huh. And, um, so, yeah, so a lot of uh, work on there. You know, a lot of technology between here and uh, getting out there. Um, you know, we mentioned some things backing up. A lot of people are really interested in Wi-Fi. Of course, you know, there's Wi-Fi on the airplanes now. So you said you had some issue with the Wi-Fi on your plane. Yeah, we did. We were able to get to the main one, but it did not seem to want to connect to the uh, to the actual Internet. You were able to see their advertisement page, but the rest wouldn't work. And I started actually digging into that. And depending on where you're flying over in some areas, it's kind of like cell phone coverage. I didn't realize that, but uh, you don't always get coverage. So, But one thing I did learn also that for people who are kind of frequent flyers, you don't have to buy the really expensive packages now they're actually selling them in the smaller segments i mean you know wi-fi in the air is kind of expensive but if you if you need it if you need it for business you want to buy it but they're not trying to you know, it's like the 20 dollar one-time shot for your hour flight anymore <laughs> 20 dollars for an hour that's crazy so oh, there yeah. were no flight attendants declaring uh, an emergency on the flight because there was no wi-fi is there an it guy available mm-hmm. I did you not can stand up and be like yes <laughs> no i i I'm kind of, you know no no we don't we, no it guys here no no, no. <laughs> That's interesting. So that's not a safety hazard using the Internet in the air because they make you turn your phones off, put things on airplane mode. So why is Wi-Fi not an issue in the air? So it's more or less um, when you're going into the air that okay. the devices are an issue. It's not so much when you get up there and you're actually at cruising altitude. Then you can do pretty much whatever. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that's when they, oh, you can pull your computers out. But they do want to keep you know keep everything on airplane mode. So if you've ever wondered and seen that little, uh, that little airplane symbol on your phones or your tablets now, there's a reason for it. And what that does is just it just stops everything from transmitting or receiving on the phone or the device. So, yeah. And the likelihood of something actually interfering is extremely low, but it's just a precaution. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, I mean, I guess when you're when you're hurtling at 30,000 feet at about 600 miles an hour, I'm cool with some precautions. Yeah, precautions yeah. are good. Yeah, especially we flew over coming back Saturday night or Friday night. We flew over that big storm that swept through all of Mississippi. Um, it was a, a bumpy ride. But it was uh, it was entertaining. I couldn't get any good pictures, man. I was trying. It was you know the lightning looked pretty cool out the window. I bet it did. Huh. I'm flying somewhere tomorrow. You guys are making me nervous. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Nothing to worry about, Sam. It's going to be all good. Everything's cool. Just don't turn on your phone <laughs> until you'll get to a certain altitude. Then you're good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Friday is World Backup Day. Uh, Wilts brought this up to us, and I thought this would be a great idea to talk about backing up your devices. Uh, if you go to worldbackupday.com, they have some really interesting statistics. I'll just read some of them. 30% of people have never backed up their devices, okay? Uh, there are 113 phones lost or stolen every minute. So for, for that's a, a big problem for those folks who haven't backed anything up. Their phone gets stolen and they can't recover those files, possibly. Uh, 29% of disasters are caused by accident. And 1 in 10 computers affected with viruses uh, are affected with viruses. It is affected with viruses each month. So those are some interesting stats uh, that kind of, you know, lead us into this conversation. But first of all, for those who may not know, what does it mean? to back up stuff how, how do you do it what is it 
So first off, I want to say I'm a little surprised by the 30%. I thought the number would be higher because, like, that's – go other 70% of the world. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, So a backup is basically just a means of taking your data and storing it in another place. That can be on a flash drive. That can be with the service on the Internet. That can be on an external hard drive or a CD or something like that. It can even be on your phone. So it's a copy of stuff. Okay. Wills, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Um, and I, like Jeremy, I was really surprised when I saw the 30. I actually thought the number would be more of about 70. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of the more common woe is me problems that we run into whenever I get any kind of, uh, you know. Well, for example, we had someone this morning came to us, lost their phone. Oh, no, lost their phone. You know, I mean, think about it. What all is on those dang phones? And all that information is gone. There's no way for us to retrieve it magically out of the air unless you've backed it up. So I don't know how many times I've seen the sad puppy dog eyes when you tell someone it's like, without a backup, I'm sorry, I can't get you those pictures back of, you know. Well, I mean, you know, case in point, we got somebody coming up having a wedding this weekend. You wouldn't want to have guilty. Uh, you know, wouldn't want to lose that information. You know those pictures and things like that. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll have those backed up in in multiple places, and there will be gigabytes beyond gigabytes. Yes. About four years ago, I lost my phone in California, and I had not backed up my photos. So I had photos Ooh. on there uh, from years that 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 I just could not recover. Um, and it was it was heartbreaking. So I just was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna have to recreate some memories. Uh, but that was tough. And I, and I definitely learned my lesson. Smartphones are definitely more common these days for people to have a lack of a backup. I don't know why they think that their smartphone is so much more reliable than their computer, but I'll have a lot of people come into my shop and they'll have their data just on that phone. Oh, I didn't have an SD card in it or oh, I didn't have my pictures backed up to iCloud. Sorry. So if does you, every it's expensive phone does, does every phone have an SD card in it? No, no. no. Uh, iPhones, just Androids, right? Correct, and only some Androids, not all of them. Okay. Uh, they took them away, and then they brought them back. Cause it was like, wow. They were like, wow, that was a really bad idea. Uh, what does the iPhone, SD card do? So the SD card uh, allows you to store stuff on it. So you could either remove it from the phone and back it up, or if something happened to your phone, you could remove the card. As long as it wasn't lost or stolen, you could remove the card and then put it on your computer or whatever. And everything you have on it should just pop up. Correct. That's on that card. And Very common for like uh, the Amazon Fire, the Fire tablets and some of those, the Android-based tablets yeah. have that same feature. And mm-hmm. it, it, I think expandable storage is, is, a, is a great thing because when you have that little card that you can just pop out, that the memory on these tablets and stuff is getting so much more difficult to access. It's almost inaccessible unless you have very, very exp- like precise skills to do it. Uh, so having that SD card to put all your data on makes it easier if you need to transfer it to a new device or, knock on wood, if something happens to that device. So when we think about apps, most apps uh, can be set up to update automatically. Um, are, are our tech devices set up to back up automatically, or is that something that has to be manually done? In, in general, they want to. Um, when you the, first set them up. Yeah, the catch is um, how much space do you require? The, uh, the common thing that I run into when it comes to the iPhone, for example, Apple gives you 5 gig free. Anybody who snaps a whole bunch of pictures is going to run out of 5 gig very quickly. And, you know, for that, you may have to pay, I think it's 99 cents a month. It's not much. Yeah, it's not much. 
Um, but there is a there is a pay model involved. Like, look, we'll give you a heck of a lot more storage if you just pay us just a little bit of money. So it's available. It's it's very accessible, um, but it does take a little bit of your time to actually manage it. You do need to look at that. Uh, myself, for example. M- I don't really back up my photos on my phone. You know, I'm I'm guilty of that. It's just I have a you know about once a week I'll actually pull them off of there. I just I had this thing about having too much clutter on the phone, so I don't back those up. I turn those off. The five gig is just fine for me. I wanted saving things such as my email settings and and what apps I actually own. I'm not really as concerned with my photos, um, but some other folks no, it's not quite the same. I mean, you know, my wife she plugs her phone up pretty consistently, so we're getting I had that set to back up to the computer. So mm-hmm. she's pulling all of those photos off. They go onto her computer. I've got an external hard drive on there as well. So they're not only going onto her computer, they're also going on the external hard drive. So now I've got them in three locations. Right. And, um, and three is three is my, my rule. Uh, if you don't have it in three places, expect that it will go missing. Yeah. Oh, if wow. you have it in, if you have it in two, you've got it. You've only got it in one. And if you've got it in one, that means you've got it nowhere. Exactly. That's kind of the uh, the, okay. the nerd mantra there, I guess you could say. Because I mean, different places. Okay. Well, see, like I bought an external hard drive, and you expect something like that to last for at least a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mine didn't last three months. What and mean, I had stuff on why, it that... Why didn't it last? Uh, it was a Seagate. Uh-huh. <laughs> heat, 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 heat. No, it wasn't heat. It was oh. just a manufacturing defect. It was just a bad drive from oh, the get-go. that's why you said Seagate. My yeah, bad. exactly, okay. exactly. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't touch mine. I uh-huh. mean, I put stuff on it maybe once every few months, and mm-hmm. then I put it away. So it... So the, the the thought of an external hard drive being durable or not durable is kind of confusing to me because yeah. you don't do anything but upload stuff on it and then I put it away. Well, okay, so hard drives are on their way out. We're not quite there yet, but they're on their way out, at least for consumer applications. Solid state is the way to go. It's faster, it's more efficient, and it doesn't have any moving parts. So it's less likely that something like that will fail because there's no hardware in it physical moving hardware to break down over time whereas in your external drive that's all that's in it is moving parts so if any one of those parts stops doing what it's supposed to do bye-bye drive it's over oh boy okay sorry to sorry to freak you out there (laughs) all right well we'll talk a little bit more about uh you know having a backup for your backup uh when we get back from the break and we also have mary and christopher on the line are going to join the conversation we'll get to you guys right after the break we do have some lines open we're talking about backing up your tech devices today friday is world backup day so we're talking about uh how to back up your data what's the best way to back up photos videos files and other things like that 877-MPB-RING is the number 877-672-7464, Sam, or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Friday is World Backup Day, so today we're talking about backing up your data on your various tech devices. You can give us a call if you have any questions about how to back up your photos, videos, files, where to back these things up, how often should you do it. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464 
is where you can call us or you can send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Additionally, if you have any general tech questions, you want to talk about something other than backing up your devices, you can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. All right, a couple calls to get to. Mary is on the road with a question. Good morning to you, Mary. What do you have for us today? Hey, good morning. Thanks so much for doing this. I am very tech naive. So I have an Android phone. How do I get to the, how do I get the data onto the computer? Do I have to have a cord? Um, Is it different for Android and Apple phones? And how do I do it? Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Mary, for that question. Okay, Mary. uh, So what kind of phone do you have? Uh, it's a Samsung. I couldn't tell you exactly what number, but it's uh, it's an Android. Okay. Um, so most likely you, you need a micro USB cable, uh, and it's the same one that you hook it up to charge it every night. And you just need to take that and plug that into your computer. And then when you hook it up to your computer, it should just pop up and say, what do you want to do with this device? And you want to say, open it to browse files, and then go into your files and copy things over. Your pictures will be in a folder called DCIM. And everything else will be stored uh, probably, it'll probably have its own folder if it's like app specific. And then of course your contacts and everything, those have to be exported manually. But since you have an Android phone, you should be signed into a Google account and you should back up your contacts to your Google account. That way, when you move to your next phone, you sign into that same account, your contacts come down, your calendar, everything comes down automatically. Wow, thanks so much, because I was wondering about the context, too. And I also saw that TCIM, and I didn't know what it was. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, right, and, thank you, Mayor. Um, Apple is very, very similar. You'd plug up the the uh, the lightning cable. Right. You would see, you'd have to actually tell it, you know, get permission to see it. But you see that same Hit trust DCIM. on the phone, yeah. Hit trust on the phone, mm-hmm. and then you'll see that same DCIM. So you actually won't. On, on the newer oh, one. Right. In fact, Apple, Apple clusters it to where it, it doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest with you. They break it down into all these multiple files with the word Apple and there's some number after it because they want you to do it through iTunes. So if you have iTunes on your computer, it's easier to back up your iPhone, iPhone, iPhone <laughs> with iTunes because you can just hit flower. one button and boom, back it up. See, I'm a rebel. I don't back it up with iTunes. I don't like the way Apple does file reading on on Windows or on any computer because you have to go into those individual folders to get to those pictures, and they're not in any kind of order. They don't have... They don't have sensical names. It's just, mm. it's strange. It's yep. strange. Uh, good to know that iPhone's coming out with their, their own flower, the iPhone. The iPhone. Good job, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we go next to Christopher in Jackson who has a comment. Good morning to you, Christopher. What do you have for us? Hey, y'all. Thank you for having me on this morning. Uh, I just wanted to uh, let you guys and uh, all y'all's listeners know about a uh, cool new tech conference that uh, my company is based out of Fondren is helping orchestrate uh, on Friday and Saturday. It's a, uh, we're trying to kind of create a our own little South by Southwest uh, here in Jackson. Mm. What is that? Uh, so South by Southwest is a technology, music, and film conference that's uh, in Austin, Texas. It's kind of the gold standard. Uh, and uh, we are trying to bring some awareness to the technology and kind of information economy uh, here in Mississippi and in Jackson. And uh, we've got a bunch of different uh, bunch of different events uh, surrounding us on Friday and Saturday uh, that are dealing with technology, music, and film, uh, including a, a 
screening of The Wizard of Oz on the dueling wall and outside of Babalu and Jackson mm-hmm. on uh, Friday night at dusk. There's going to be a hackathon uh, in which uh, coders and developers and designers can come together and try to build a, a new app or Internet business overnight uh, on Friday night as well. And then we've got a bunch of technology speakers, panels, uh, several jazz bands, and uh, a couple movies, including one called Cut Through Zombies out of Oxford, which is an exclusive uh, screening uh, all day on Saturday. Well, Christopher, this sounds awesome. Is there a website where people can go to check out uh, more about the events? There sure is. It's uh, www.sandbox, so S-A-N-D-B-O-X, live, L-I-V-E, dot I-O. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And uh, the handle there is at SandboxLiveJXN. So uh, SandboxLiveJXN. And okay. uh, there's tons of great information on there about all the different events. Uh, it's free, so there's uh, no no good reason not to come. Uh, <laughs> and it looks like right. the weather's going to be beautiful for walking around Fondren and uh, jumping in uh, to uh, the different types of events that, that may interest you, whether that's technology, music, or film. Sounds good, Christopher. Thank you so much for calling in, and I hope everything goes well, and I uh, hope folks check out that website. We appreciate you calling in, Christopher. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Okay, more calls to get to. We're talking about backing up your devices. Friday is World Backup Day, so we're talking about how to back up your data, things like photos, videos, and files, where to back up those things, how often. If you have any comments or questions, call us 877-MPB-RING. We do have some lines open, 877-672-7464, or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Jim is in Gaucher with a question. Good morning to you, Jim. What do you have for us today? Hello, Jim. Hey. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you, I just turned on the show. I may, you may have already discussed using a, a NAS, a network-attached storage, and was wondering the difficulty in setting that up and if you can use it for multiple devices. I have an iPhone, a Samsung tablet, and a Microsoft PC. Well, Jim, I don't think they're all, personally, they're not all that difficult to uh <laughs> set up what uh what jim's actually referring to y'all is like you said it's nas called network attached storage and it would be a device that you could put on your wired or wireless network at home uh western digital actually makes some of these and then they call it their cloud drive and some of that kind of stuff um and then what ends up happening is all of the devices on your home network you know it could be multiple computers multiple laptops could actually all see that you would see it as what we call a network share it'd be a common location that you would send it to it can be, for some people, a little bit more intimidating, but at the same time, I don't think that's, uh, I think, you know, the software, the companies have come a long way in making that a lot more approachable. I don't see it as much for things like phones and tablets. I know I've used them a pretty good bit with multiple computers. I don't know about you, Jeremy. Have you? Well, um, since we're talking about a um, a backup like this, uh, to to put like a, an actual name of something out there that people could just kind of plug and play with, like a QNAP. And it's a, it's like a dual drive system. So you get a backup as well as a, like a like dual drive backup, as well mm-hmm. as being able to connect to it and back up your files. Um, so I'd say uh, if we were going for something plug and play, like a Western Digital or QNAP or something like that. Right. Uh, but it is possible to set up your own using uh, open source software as well, like um, uh 
what is it? Free NAS? Yeah, free NAS. That's it. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, is that with, I guess this would be kind of common, be kind of similar to what the uh, Apple Time Machine is like. Isn't yeah, Apple, Apple yeah, Time basically. Machine is kind of a network attached, but your Apple devices will see it and they'll back the information up to it? Technically, any hard drive can be a time machine, but yes, they do have like a network attached storage that you can set up in the same way. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Jim, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for your answer. Mm-hmm. We'll stay on the phones. We go next to Rick in Grand Bay. Good morning to you, Rick. What do you have for us today? Yeah, I have a blue, B-L-U, uh-huh. Vivo 5, and I cannot use my SD card to back up, up anything to. What it does, whenever you put it in there, it uh, gives you an opportunity to either uh, uh, set it up as a, a card that you can use in other devices or not use in other devices. And so if I set it up to use in other devices... I can't use it uh, as you would normally SD card, so I don't know which way to set it up. I do, I do, do I do back up on a portable NAS that I got from uh, Ravpar, and uh, but I can't, uh, I can't get the SD card to work right. Any suggestions? Uh, have you tried a different SD card? I uh, no, it's, it's not the problem. It's the configuration of the phone. This is a really weird phone. It's. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking about sending it back to the factory because whenever I update an app on the Android Play uh, Play Store, mm-hmm. it puts an, it puts another it puts up another icon. Yeah, sounds like there's something wrong with that. I might try like a factory reset first before you send it back to the factory, just to see yeah. if maybe something got corrupted during the the imaging process. I'm also wondering what file system that might be using. It may not recognize the file system yeah you might try putting it in a uh, in a windows computer and formatting it and then putting it back in the phone and then letting it format it that way and see if maybe that doesn't configure something there <laughs> throw out a weird word you're okay, making it worse right. today all right thank you rick <laughs> okay thanks rick so what was that word jeremy Kajigger. Kajigger. all right that's all right. a that's a that's a uh, it's like wiggling something loose that can't be wiggled <laughs> because you can't so you could jigger it yeah there you go okay submit that see if uh, they accept yeah it. we'll see if webster's picks that up uh nope will burt will burt is in hattiesburg with a question uh good morning to you like it sounds like we've been like drinking or something it does good morning wilbert what do you have for us today yeah, uh, I'm at a little bit of a crossroads education-wise, and kind of looking at switching into either computer science or computer engineering. Uh, I'm fairly good uh, facility with electronics and uh, working with um, soldering irons and hardware, so that doesn't bother me. The math doesn't bother me either. I really, I'm, I'm pretty good at math. Uh, well, really good at math, actually, logic. And I just wondered if Either of you thought that CS would be more valuable than CE or computer engineering or computer science, or do you really are they really just pretty much um, similar, very similar? Okay, I don't so know that much about it. Uh, the short answer is no, absolutely not. Uh, computer okay. science is all central around centralized around programming. Uh, but engineering is actually getting your hands in there with the electronics and working with them, swapping out cards, troubleshooting issues, and so forth. So let me ask you this. Would you rather sit at a computer all day long and dig through code looking for little errors, or would you rather be looking at hardware going, which one of these is broken? I like hardware pretty good. Um, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'd kind of be fine with either. 
Okay. So uh, you might want to consider, like, a major in one and a minor in the other, possibly. But either way you go, whether you go engineering or computer science, lots and lots of math. You said that doesn't bother you, so that's fine. Uh, when you go the engineering route, it's definitely going to centralize more around electronics and all that. So it sounds to me like engineering would be more for you. But you might want to dabble in both just to kind of get a feel for it. Yeah, I'd at least at least look at monitoring on, on the other side of it because I think both of those can be very rewarding. I kind of have a... Uh, a hardware tendency myself, mm-hmm. um, personally, but I think, I think any of that, as long as you have the interest, either would be definitely rewarding to you. Right. Well, cool. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. Wilbert, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have uh, Alan and Bert to get to. We do have some lines open. Friday is World Backup Day. So today we're talking about backing up your data, things like photos, videos, files, other similar things, where to back them up, how often should you do it. If you have any questions or comments about backing up your devices, call us. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. You can also email us at every Tech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. All right, we're going back to the phones. Lots to get to. Alan is in Brandon with a comment. Good morning to you, Alan. What do you have for us this morning? Hey, Sharita, Jeremy, and uh, Wilts. How y'all doing? Hey, doing wonderful, great. Alan. Good, good. Uh, yeah, just a couple of comments. I, I, I sent y'all an email. We talked about this backing up stuff. Uh, somebody called in a couple of weeks ago that were that was trying to back up their computer, and uh, just keeping it. People out there, keep in mind that it is possible to do a full, I'm talking computers now, a full backup of your system. Uh, it's usually an image-type backup. There, there, there are free softwares out there that will do it. And then you could create like a recovery CD so that if, if your computer gets, how, you know, gets hosed somehow or the hard disk fails and you're totally shot, you could put a new hard drive in it, boot off the backup CD, go to your external drive where you've made this image backup, and recover everything. So, uh, I mean, there are ways to do it. Go out and Google it. And uh, I had sent an email on, on an article that I found. I think it was the uh, – there's a good website called uh, How to Geek, maybe. or Oh, like How that. to Geek is awesome. Yeah, yeah they, they've got real good articles and stuff. And it's always good to find, like, a roadmap how to do stuff like that. And then, then if, you're, if you're wanting to back – I know nowadays people are not worrying so much about backing up computers. It's still important. But uh, backing up their, their – smartphones and stuff in the iDevice world i think when you uh, i agree the way they name photos and stuff it, 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 it's totally confusing but i think when you hook up your phone uh, with the cable to your computer that little box that pops up when it recognizes you can attach the device i think it's one of the selections in there will, will lead you right through backing up your photos and stuff or, or, or saving them to your computer so Look at look into that. That's that's an easy way to do it, and, and get regular about doing it. Because you, you don't want to lose your photos, right, Sharita? It's a, that, that, right. That's hard. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and 
if you're going to do a, if you're going to use an iPhone, get fire iTunes up and do an encrypted backup at least every now and then because an encrypted backup does the most extensive backup of your phone. Uh, you can also set it to do a, a wireless or a cloud one at, at, at the same time, and you'll have a. It's just it, it'll, it'll pay big dividends because I mean it's like like Jeremy is saying these 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 are just little computers and and that they fail. I mean you're carrying them around in your pocket or you're carrying them around with you all the time. There's a good chance you're either going to drop it or something's going to happen to it. And it, you, you want to have a backup because there's nothing like being able to to get a new device, plug it up, restore your backup, and and and, and going on your way. It's just nothing like that because you can spend a lot of hours trying to recreate stuff. Yeah. That, that great. Excellent comments. Excellent yeah. comment, Alan. Any additional thoughts? Yeah, I will say uh, encrypted backups are a great idea, but expect them to take longer than your usual backup because it is encrypting your information. And remember oh, yeah. the password. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Make a note of your password because if you don't have it, you're not going to be get back not getting back. anything back. All right. Thank you for your call, Alan. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, we, we were talking earlier, Jeremy, you were talking about uh, you guys about how to, how many times you need to back up stuff, back it up more than twice. Where should you do this? Dropbox. Uh, I, I have a Dropbox account. I have Google Drive. I have an external hard drive. I have an iCloud. Are these all places that people should be using to, to back things up or are there other options as well? There are definitely other options. Uh, Dropbox gives you, what, three gigs for free, maybe three, five, something like yeah. that. It's not much. Uh, some of those services are paid, but I do know that if you use Google Photos, you can back up as much as you want. and It, it does a lower quality backup, but mm -hmm. you still get a backup of your photo. Now, Amazon, if you're an Amazon Prime member as well, you can upload all of your oh, pictures yeah. and videos there. Yeah. It's unlimited storage at, at full HD, so it's at their full resolution. Uh, so there's definitely some online. I kind of like the, I like to back it up physically somewhere that I control. For Absolutely. example, like, a, like an external drive. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, you got to almost think worst case scenario. I like the idea of using these online services as well. So one of my backups is a physical that I ha I can, you know, touch and feel. And the second backup goes all the way out to the cloud because, you know, heaven forbid something happens in my home. You know, I mean, unfortunately, we hear about neighbors, you know. Tornadoes, fires, et cetera. Things right. can physically happen. So, um, you know, find that balance that works well for you. And so much of it, even if you do have to end up paying a little bit, is so economical today. Yeah. And one thing I want to mention uh, when it comes to doing a cloud backup is you can do a full backup of your system if you want to, but that is going to take a considerable amount of time to download back to your computer. That's another reason that you want to have a physical backup to an external hard drive or something of that effect because you can just plug it in and transfer your files immediately. I've had clients who had very slow Internet connections, and they were trying to download 50 gigabytes, and it took – I mean, they, their little timer said like a week Oh, goodness. Yeah. I was thinking three and a half years. <laughs> like uh, on a slow AT&T Bell South connection. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that DSL is just awesome. Mm. Yeah. Lots of calls to get to. We go to Bert in Jackson who has a question. Good morning, Bert. Yes. Hey, what do you have for us? Uh, I have a, a Color Nook, and it came with a Pandora app built into it, and it has been successfully connecting to Pandora for years. But now, a couple days ago, it says, Cannot not connecting exit. So all of a sudden it stopped connecting to Pandora. It, but Pandora connects on everything else that I've got, computer, phone, etc. Well, Bert, is there uh, any way that you can check and see if that app is fully updated? It could be that it's out of date and it won't connect to the old services anymore. Okay, I have not checked into that. I, where would 
where are there updates on a nook? Ooh, I think it's the Nook Store. Let me see. Um, It's some sort of app store. I think it's the Nook Store or something to that effect. But there should be an option in there to to update the app itself. Okay, well, Pandora has has updated recently, and I've updated it on phone. But it never it never gave me a message to do that. So. It could be that the update actually broke. Uh, so if you can uninstall the update and reinstall the other version, that that would be good as well. Or downgrade. There's not a menu in it. Mm. Not a menu on a note to do that kind of. It's not really a computer, computer. Right, right. It's a bit limited. There is a way to get to those settings, uh, but it is a little bit more difficult on a Nook. Uh, could you possibly shoot us an email at everydaytech at mpbonline.org and we can kind of connect with you on that a little bit better, see if we can provide you some step-by-step instructions? Everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. All okay. right. Bert, thank, thank you. you so much. We appreciate it. Okay. We are going next to Tom and JS with a question. Good morning to you, Tom. Hello, Tom. You're on the air. Yes, I have a question about transferring pictures off of a phone that's not active, like a Samsung Galaxy 7. When you say not active, do you mean it doesn't work or it's not in service? It's not in service. Okay. Uh, you should be able to take the charge cable and hook it up to your computer and pull the files off of it that way. Okay. Is there any way to transfer it onto another phone? Uh, yes, oh, if you, you if you back if if the phone has the capability to hold an SD card, you can move all the pictures through an app to the SD card and then transfer that SD card to another phone. Okay. Now that won't work if you're going from an Android to an iPhone now because iPhones do not have SD card slots. No, I have a iPhone uh, Android five. Okay. It's active. Gotcha. All right. Galaxy S five active, I think, is what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it better to put it in the computer and then take it back out or just do it from phone to phone? It'll be faster to do it in the computer. It'll be a little easier to see how to move your files back and forth rather than try to move them through the phone onto the SD card. Okay, man. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate your call. Okay, we're staying on the phones. Ben is in Ocean Springs with a question. Hi, Ben. Hey, are you here? Yes, sir. We can hear you. I'm sorry. Uh, I had a I had a uh, a one terabyte Western Digital MyBook uh, drive I was using for backup, and uh, fell off the desk one day, like you know, two and a half, three feet, not two and a half feet probably, and it you know the case popped off. But now it won't mount, and Western Digital doesn't work on their product, and I want to know the most inexpensive way to retrieve the data. The lights come on and everything, but it just will not mount. Well. When it comes to inexpensive, you're already out of that territory. If you've got a hardware failure on that disk, that is expensive to recover. It is possible. There are uh, multiple services. One that I know of uh, is is called Gilware, G-I-L-W-A-R-E. You can look them up, and you can get a free quote on what it would take to get a recovery on that, but it's definitely going to take some special handling. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Yeah, because, you know, inside of those hard drives, and what a lot of people don't actually end up seeing is there are actually spinning disks. When, when it's not an SD or solid-state drive, it's a spinning disk. You know, some of us may remember the old record players, and it's just basically, you know, when it falls, it's the equivalent of if you drop that needle a little bit too hard on that record and you ended up damaging it. And that's what ends up happening. If you damage that little disk in there, um, it won't mount. It's not very happy. So. Yeah. A scratch on a record, you can get over that. A scratch on a hard drive, that's yeah. tough to recover from. Yep. 
All right, Ben, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. We're going to take our final break. When we get back, we have Eric and David to get to, and we have a couple lines open if you want to join the conversation. Today we're talking about backing up your tech devices because Friday is World Backup Day. There's still a, a, a decent percentage of folks who aren't backing things up, so we're talking about how to do it, where do you back your things up, like photos, videos, and files. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments about how and where to back up your data. 877-672-7464 is the number or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Wills Couture and Jeremy Thompson. This morning we're talking about backing up your data on your tech devices. Uh, Friday is World Backup Day, so that's why that is the topic. Um, really quickly, guys, before we get back to the calls, we have Eric and David and Fran to get to. How much space does one need? I mean, do you just kind of gauge how what you use, how often you use it? How much space does one need? It depends Ooh. on the person. Uh, if that person's a photographer, a lot. Terabytes yeah. and terabytes. Uh, the average user, I'd say, probably has under 100 gigabytes. Usually, that's what we see when they come into the shop. Unless they like a lot of pictures on that iPhone, then you're talking 150, 200 or more. Um, so I'd say if you go out these days, if you want to get you a backup, you're going to find the one terabytes are probably about $50, $60, when you think? And oh, yeah. 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 So a terabyte will satisfy most people's data needs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was asking because, you know, some of these things do cost. And so you mm-hmm. wouldn't want somebody paying $12 a month for uh, a backup service, and they don't, they, and they barely have any data to back up. My other question was, uh, you know, Kevin Farrell was talking about on iPhones, many people get that message, oh, your your storage is full do something about it. And my mom is usually like, oh, I have too many text messages or I have too many pictures. How can iPhone folks avoid that? Well, first off, text messages are kind of negligible in the amount of space that they take up. They're not that big. I mean, unless you send a lot of pictures or videos. That's true. Now, if you do have a lot of attachments, that's different. But um, in most cases, the the space being taken up on the iPhone is pictures. So I always recommend people just hook it up to your computer Back it up through iTunes, pull your photos off, and then delete them off the phone or delete what you don't need. Okay. And tell the backup maybe not to back up photos. If uh, if there's something if you're if you're managing them, um, you mean the iCloud manually, backup? Yeah. Tell yeah. the iCloud backup not to back up. That's one thing I do. I go into uh, settings, settings and then iCloud and then uh, backup right and then uncheck uh, photos or iCloud and then uncheck photos and then that's it. Oh, Lordy, I just did their, their update this week, and now it's moved on me. <laughs> All right, well, you look for that, Wills. We're going to go to the phones. Uh, Eric is in Meridian. Good morning to you, Eric. How are you? I am well. Hey, what's your question? Well, actually, we had a house fire this past September, and uh, I just wanted to ask everybody or ask the panel to discuss daily backups and archival backups and maybe having two external hard drives and rotating one, take one to work, and then next week swap the one at home and the one at work so that there's a copy of the data off-site. In our case, that fire was at one end of the house. The smoke went everywhere. 
and it's very corrosive. And I was able to recover my data off my extra hard drives that were in the house, but it, it was a wake-up call that uh, having an off-site backup or a cloud backup would have been uh, um, a good backup. Wow. Eric, sorry to hear about that that fire. I'm glad you're okay, but hey, your your devices got damaged. And we're glad to hear that your data was safe as well. Um, so when we're talking about uh, like carrying a backup with you, I feel like that introduces another uh, level of chaotic. Uh, uh, something could happen to that drive. Uh, it could be bumped. It could be knocked out of your hand. Um, I would not recommend actually moving the backup with you. Uh, like you've suggested, it would almost be better to do like a like a, an online backup, like a cloud service or something like that. That way you're not having to worry about moving that drive to and fro or keeping it in rotation with anything. And you can do incremental backups with your online services, which is like your archival backup, which means anything that's already been backed up will not be backed up again. Okay. All right. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate your call. Okay, good luck to you. Um, we go next to David in Mobile, who has a question about thumb drives. Good morning, David. What do you have for us? Well, how long will these thumb drives last? Like, uh, you plug it into your computer and then store stuff and pull it back out, and you stash it somewhere. How long will it? How long will the data stay intact? Truthfully, if you're leaving your data on only on that drive. Uh, you're asking for trouble because those don't really, I mean, they have shelf life like average, but they can go out at any time. If the solder joints inside that drive are weak, all it takes is one breaking loose and then you have to take it to somebody who can fix it if they can fix it. And then the, uh, the, the common thing that plagues the thumb drives, they're not very good in washing machines. <laughs> oh, They end up staying in a lot of pockets. We've seen quite a few of those. Um, come through, but yeah, it's really kind of a um, it's it's kind of very similar to the question of you know how long will that new car last? You may have ninety nine that come off of the line that are, you know, just absolutely wonderful, but you do have the potential of that one lemon coming through. So it's really hard to predict, especially with technology, just how long they will. I mean, I've had thumb drives that have lasted that I've I've still got some old ones. Same, and uh, we have one that we just took out of the package, put one file onto it, and it's now no longer accessible. Wow. So. Um, and it, you know, immediately went back to the store. So the the lemons could be out there. It, that's really why I think Jeremy and I have really said, you know, using more than one device because it's technology, unfortunately, is going to fail. Plan on it. Have yeah. a contingency plan. And uh, I see a lot of uh, college students that'll come in and they'll say, oh, I got my term papers on this USB drive, and I can't read it. Sometimes it's just gone. Oh, boy. And it's it's tough. Back it up to Google Drive. Back it up to Dropbox. If term papers and stuff like that, any documents, that stuff is small. Back it up somewhere. It's free. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm back as a, a student again myself, and all of my schoolwork is all sitting in my Google Drive. It's like, I'm... See, yeah, that's, that's excellent. Because I'm not even, willing to risk it. Like, say something happened to your computer, and you had to run to the computer lab and get something that you needed. You can run and do it if it's on Google Drive, but if it's only on a flash drive and it can't re- be read... Your toast? Yeah. Mm, good points. Well, I'm assuming that uh, nothing goes wrong with it. How long will these things store data uh, being plugged in? Now, presuming that they that nothing actually physically breaks on it or doesn't actually fail, um, they can actually store for up to one million writes from what, what I've seen. You know, So it, it really depends on its usage, how heavily it's used. If it's used daily, that could be in the matter of years. If it's used... Only occasionally it could be, you know, up to 10 years or so. But 
they usually uh, the solid state devices like that are rated on how many read writes they can manage, and most of them are going to be a million plus. Okay, thank you for your call, David. We appreciate it. Uh, last call goes to Fran in Hattiesburg, who has a question about backing up an iPad. Good morning to you, Fran. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. What do you have for us today? I have moved to a rural area where I have no Wi-Fi access. I simply have uh, a 3G light, and I keep getting messages on my iPad and my iPhone uh, saying to plug it in in order to back it up. Can you help me uh, determine how and where I'd go to do that? Do I have to use public Wi-Fi to do that? No, um, especially if you don't have internet access, like Wi-Fi access at your house. Uh, the iPhones, the iPads, your iDevices, and I would, you know, I don't, I'm not sure really about Samsung, but they want to be plugged in and connected to Wi-Fi, not internet, not a cellular service wireless in order to back up on occasion. And they'll give you those notices. I have a bad habit of not flipping mine to Wi-Fi, so I see that a lot myself. Um if you're in an area where you're just not going to have access to it, I mean, honestly, the best thing you could do is go into settings and just turn off backup. Okay. Uh, Fran, if you have any additional questions, email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org because we have reached the end of the show. But Jeremy wanted to say something. You have about 30 seconds, Jeremy. Woo! Always put me on the spot. Okay, so speaking of uh, Friday being World Backup Day, uh, it's also going to be the day that my backup, my life partner, and I make things official. Uh, my beloved Morgan Faith Pierce will become Miss Faith Pierce Thompson, and I'm just excited to start this next step in our life after being together for five years. She's my biggest fan, my cheerleader, my confidant, and my best friend. And I'm ecstatic that this week, I, I'm having that happen, and I just wanted to tell everyone on the air in Mississippi how excited I am, and I'm 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 pumped. All right, great job, Jeremy. Thank you so much. We should have had some wedding music in the background, Sam. <laughs>